Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. What you're about to hear is not for the faint of heart. This is the place where there's always a warm hearth to sit by and a toasty pyre to lie down in. Welcome to the Secret of St. Kilda. hear him. Oh, come to us now, Magnus. Hold tight, Bessie. Maggie? Are you there, Maggie? He's with me now. What's that? Aye, aye, yes, of course. He says he loves you very much and misses you dearly. He does? Well, how could he not? Such a younger and gorgeous woman. Oh, oh. Magnus, <laughs> your charmer. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to um, to ask if I may. Um, there's, there's been a bit of uh, confusion with the estate. Maggie, um, a young woman, a librarian. Huh? <sighs> you know how I feel about women learning, Bessie. Well, well yes, Maggie, but... She's got a, a little boy, and well, Florrie says the, the dates match up with that, that business trip to Italy. Oh, uh, preposterous. Oh, but he looks just like you, Max. Same nose, and well, he's the, the spitting image of Gemma as a, as a baby. Oh, luck. Pure and simple. Probably dyed his hair to complete the scale. So I shouldn't give them a, a wee stipend, then? Oh, oh, I'm losing him. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh. Your late husband has such a strong spirit, it can be hard for me to manifest him, you know. Perhaps we shall get the answers you need at our next session. Does Tuesday still work? Oh, but, but today was so, um, so short. I, I wonder if we... Aye. Mm. You know, sometimes that's just the way of it. Uh, you can leave payment with Gillian in the salon. Yeah. Uh, right. Mm. Of course. You, you must be tired. Um, Rest in, my good man. It's been an age. I'll, I'll just, just leave. Shall I? My last session had to finish rather sharply. Mm. Oh, yes, sir. 
I must make a mighty apology, but I have not slept as I have been peppy as a June bug waiting for the pleasure of your company. Well, I couldn't deny someone with such a fervor for the spirit. Is your sister here? Oh, she is just outside. I thought we might take a moment and have words. Man to man, so to speak. Of course. Please. Now, sir, you must understand, my young sister, she is mighty frail. Of course. Not only in body, but she has relied on me her whole life. She needs my help and guidance daily, and I gladly give it. She's lucky to have such a brother. But I would ask that you do not upset her with the difficult topics of her possible impending passing, if you can. I fear too much talk of the good Lord would just add to her <clears throat> discomfort. Hmm. I understand. You're worried she'll become... Truly hopeless. But you would have her be... Optimistic, yes sir. Well, I can't wait to meet her. I can tell when you're stalling. Maybe you need to not annoy the nice gent with the gun. Yeah, well it's not exactly easy to focus when you're swinging that thing around. Oh yes, I forgot how prissy y'all English get around guns. Not English, thank you very much. English, Scottish, same thing? Your bloody well isn't. What was that? She didn't say anything. I still have a gun. You could try to be more courteous. Terrible house guest here, sir. Well, I suppose you have downgraded some. I left that life behind. Oh, yes. The material things. I'm sure that living in this sad hobo house makes you think you've changed. I saw them drag your body from the water. Yeah, you stand here, tall as a redwood, which I think makes two bodies on your hands. Of course, with it so bloated and swollen, one couldn't be sure. No, I didn't. That's a mistake. It's not my fault they misidentified me. I mean, he had your wedding ring and that lovely automatic watch. That poor little girl of yours got to see them sawed off the body. Amy? Yes, Amy! Oh, she wailed. Completely inconsolable. Though you're having a lovely time here as thoughtless for others as ever, huh, Mr. McGregor? No, I, I, I swear I didn't know. Oh, you'd almost believe him, wouldn't you? What an actor! Hollywood, you missed out! Oh. <laughs> now, how about you point that thing at me? But Mary and I just got cozy. Come on, Preston, you know me. Who else do I really care about except myself? True. If you put that thing down altogether, we could talk about this. Man to man. Yes, it's a very nice piece, but... Shooting a man. It's pretty different to an empty can of beer, Preston. You don't think I will? Uh, maybe. But either way, it'd be a shame to do it before you get your answers. Wouldn't it? You're not putting it away? I'm not putting it away. Fine. So where were we? Oh, yeah. Esther. You remember meeting her for the first time as though it was yesterday. There was, there is something about her that defied forgetting. 
You want to say she had a secret strength, that her body was weak, but her eyes were steel. But the truth is, she was just an ordinary girl. An ordinary girl who had been dealt a bad hand. Say hello to my dearest sister, Esther Duplessis Laveau. He does like to make a fuss. Brothers. You remember appraising her then? She was still tall like her brother, and the family resemblance was clear in the matching aquiline noses and the exuded warmth. But where he was athletic, she was lanky, all elbows and knees. And the long, shapeless dresses she wore seemed to add to her appearance as a slightly grey bag of bones knocking about together. Well, he told me all about you, but he neglected to mention that you were a stunner. What a lovely match you'll be for a young man someday. Oh, someday. Did he neglect to tell you I'm dying? Ah, you're very... unwell, sister. But we're here to amend that. That's why I have paid Mr. Lockie a handsome sum to take care of you. I should like to talk to Mr. Lockie alone. I'm not sure that's wise. I'm not really asking, Smee. This wasn't the plan, Esther. It's fine by me, if that's what the young lady wants, Preston. See? Mr. Lockie is happy. I'm happy. If you're sure. I'm sure. Well, then I shall be waiting just outside. Sir, please make sure she does not overexert herself. She can be an extremely audacious young lady. (laughs) Goodbye, brother. I shall see you very soon. Oh, sorry. He's a bit... Protective? I was going to say overbearing, but yeah, that. Not easy relying on your brother all the time. He's trying his best, but he can be... wearingly positive. And you're a realist? Not really much of a choice. (laughs) Can I get you a drink? A juice? Uh, What do you Americans call it? Um, a, A soda. Soda pop. Whiskey? Uh-huh. I'm 18. You're 17. I checked. God. <laughs> Don't be such a kiss ass. I probably won't get to 18, and I sure as hell won't see 21. H-E double hockey sticks, you're serious. What would your brother say? He's not my daddy. <laughs> Come on. What's he paying you? Something ridiculous, I bet. I'll have you know my appointments are highly sought after. Yeah. I saw your previous client. She seemed really in need. Let me have this, and I'll make sure my brother books another appointment. (laughs) You're, uh, not what I expected. Deal or no deal, buddy. I'm on a clock here, and I'm not going out like a Puritan. All right, but let's start you a little easier, hmm? Rum and coke? Deal. She didn't! She wouldn't! I don't know what to tell you, pal, but she did and she would. I like her already. She sounds like a right wee scamp. She was not a scamp! Sorry, sorry, not a scamp. She was a teenager though, wasn't she? She just wanted to do normal teenage things, I suppose. But she was sick! Aye, didn't stop her though. Look, do you really want the truth? Because this is what it looks like. Fine. Continue. (laughs) Oh, oh, that's awful. (laughs) 
Uh, aye. Cigarettes are worse. Ah, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know. That's still on the list. Uh, and I'm not giving you one. Uh. <laughs> so, your brother didn't bring you all the way here to drink my rum. Want to tell me what I can do for you? Well, that's easy, Mr. Larkey. Oh? I want you to kill me. What? You're a liar! I should kill you right now! Hey, 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 hey! Look, I'm not finished yet, okay? And I was as surprised as you are. Trust me. Ooh, I'm sorry. Uh, must be the rum. You want me to what? I want you to kill me. Or I guess let me die? <laughs> I think you've made a mistake here. Sure, I cure ills the same way a homeopathist does, but I'm not going to let a child die. I'm 18. 17? For God's sake. I'm getting your brother back in here. Don't. I'm sorry you're not well, but this is the place for a doctor. I don't care how rich you are. Bloody hell, let me die. <laughs> the drama of kids today. Stop! Give me one good reason why I shouldn't kick you both out and refer you to a bloody shrink. Because I'll never get to choose! What? I'm an adult. Oh, for God. Nearly an adult. My whole life has been driven by somebody else. I feel like a racehorse, running in the same downs and circles over and over and... I can see them, the people, they're cheering and waving me on from the sidelines, but then the race ends. I go back in a box and I get shipped somewhere else to start it all over again. And after a while, the cheering and the hollering, it's just noise, mister. I just, I wanna, I wanna kick through the fences just once before they put me in the ground. Don't you know what that feels like? I... People deciding from your circumstances what your whole life is gonna look like. Please, mister, just listen. Yeah, okay, but... Isn't that the point of taking you to a doctor? I, I mean, a real doctor. <laughs> when I saw the first doctor, Abernathy, he said, five years. You can do a lot in five years. That's plenty of time to beat a death sentence. But then each Abernathy, it was less and less and less. And now? Three. There's still time. Months. Three months, Mr. Larky. Oh, God. My skin is paper thin. My kidneys are packing up. My heart is starting to think about retirement. Um, I'm sorry. So there's... No offense, but we're here. We've clearly run out of legitimate cures. So why not tell your brother that you're done? <laughs> Would you let me give up? If I was your daughter? No. 
My 18th birthday is in three months. <laughs> That's when I get to choose. <laughs> Might be too late. That's, um... I... Oh, God, look, I'm not sure about this. I won't hold it against you if you say no. You wouldn't be the first. But... He'll just put me back in the box and ship me to a new race. <sighs> and I like it here. Greener grasses. <laughs> it's depressing. Rains all the time. Yeah. But it's not fair back home. Everyone else outside is enjoying it. <laughs> Misery loves company, huh? She's got a... sort of... Quiet beauty about her. I guess she does. All right, Esther. I'll make you a deal. I'm listening. But first, I need to know there's nothing to be done. There isn't, but do what you gotta do. Aye, but forgive me, you're no exactly a reliable source. And secondly, we need to speak to your brother, together. No dice. Put me back in the box. She would have wanted me to know. You're lying. We've been each other's everything since our parents passed. Why didn't she tell him, Lockie? She said for the same reason he had the time to follow me all the way here. Money. Excuse me? Oh, I can spot a man at the edge from a mile away. Always been part of the business, you see. When you brought Esther to me, fancy old suit with new elbow patches, covers the wear. No watch, because it's an easy sell. Then there was your wallet. Oh, full of pawn shop tickets. That's the difference between us, you see. No rich man believes his losses are permanent. Oh, you can just buy them back as soon as you can. But he has a watch. Aye. Young woman of status. Big life insurance policy, huh? I never even told her about the insurance. Oh, but she knew. Aye, smart as a whip that one, wasn't she? Wanted to make sure he was taken care of. But suicide invalidates the life insurance policy. Invalids have to be registered to someone's care. But that made you responsible. Aye. Why would you do that? question I ask myself every day. You're saying she did this for money? No, Preston. She did it because she loves you. Because she loved you. <laughs> Look, Preston, you know the rest. We made the most of it, but I kept the money. Can we Mary get it? Top shelf in the bedroom. We read tin. You kept it? Yes, go and bring it here. I made her as comfortable as possible. You remember? We took her to the castle. And that Don Coyote play. <laughs> they threw bread and the bewildered look on her little face. She... She just wanted to spend the time she had left with you. Oh, we'll be faster! 
Aye, it's, it's these bleeding cobbles. You know, careful you don't tip out, eh? Oh, Smee, wasn't it wonderful? <laughs> oh, the old man, he was so funny. <laughs> and the squire, oh, he made me laugh so hard. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Dessert? You pick. Oh, I want a banana split. I've never had a banana split. Mm. Loki, what makes it a split? Huh, on those bandy legs, you'd be lucky. I'll bet I'm bendier than you, Grandpa. Oi, cheeky. Well, a banana split you shall have. Uh, uh, just up here on the left. A ten-minute push. At a push. Onwards, horse. Oi, right, that's it. You're getting tipped out. The last days were the hardest. How's she doing? She's not getting better. I told you. It was never a guarantee. You were supposed to fix her! Some things... Some things can't be fixed, Preston. Now you knew she was one of them. We both did. Get your hand off me. And get out! Preston. She never made it to 18. You never saw her again. Was that Lucky? I thought I heard his voice. These Scotsmen, they all sound the same, huh? I'm tired, Smee. I know, Esther. Not much longer, and, and you'll be all better. Yeah. Yeah. It was only when the policeman came to the door that you even knew she was dead. You liar! Come on now, Preston. I didn't lie. No! You took our money! You scammed us! I know. She offered me a cut of the life insurance to keep quiet, and I took it. I know that's unforgivable, but I was trying to provide for my own wee family. I just wanted Amy to have a resume with a real degree on it, you know? I provided for my family. I am her brother and... And we didn't need you. With your snake oil and your cures. What were all those sessions for, huh? To keep you from leaving. I'm sorry. She wouldn't let me tell you. No! You kept her in a cage to die like some kind of freak. You knew her for five minutes. She wasn't always like that. I remember her from before. She was always so much. She, she drove me itching mad, but, but she was a charmer. You couldn't hate her if you tried. And boy, she could be trying. 
Come on, paddle! Hey, not so fast. We'll go over. Oh, she can take it. Built of the finest milk crates. She's the pride of the sea and cows everywhere, but she's still a raft. <gasps> How could you? Esther. Do you hear that, ship? First mate Smee's talking bad about you. No, I'm just saying we gotta be gentle. You know, bat your eyelashes or something. Oh, ew. I bet you'd do it for Lieutenant James. What is this villainy? A pirate would never bow to a landlubber. Never! Arr, Captain, I didn't mean it. I'm a pirate well and true. If you be a lily-livered codfish, then you can walk the plank, matey. Esther, no, no. Mama told me not to let you get wet. Esther! <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> To the mutineer! <laughs> no! You'll never find me buried treasure if I drown! Treasure, you see? Well, perhaps we can come to an agreement. Sweet revenge! <laughs> Children of mine, come in! We have guests! Oh! You are in so much trouble. Me? You're the pirate captain. And you built the boat. Not my fault if she's inherently unstable. She is if you push people off. Preston! Esther! We mustn't keep the lieutenant waiting. Mutineers aren't people. Besides, the lieutenant will have to like me as I am. A very muddy young lady. I think I prefer Pirate Captain. Hold still. That's better. Not much we can do about the rest of you. Oh, by the grace of the Lord, what happened? Did I not tell you two miscreants to stay clean? <gasps> oh, Mama. I was... I was just looking for pretty river stones to show the lieutenant and... Gosh darn it, if I didn't tip myself in stretching my beautiful shell. Uh. And the dress got all caught. Oh, but Preston pulled me out and... Oh, Mama, I thought I was drowning. Oh, honey. That's an awful lot of swamp mud, huh? Now, now run along and get the bath started. You'll have to wear the blue gown your father got you. This one is completely ruined. <laughs> Yes, Mama. Sorry, Mama. I shouldn't have let her stray. Preston, you shouldn't have. She's littler than you and, well, between you and me, honey, a lot sillier than you. Pretty river storms. Good Lord, bless his heart. <laughs> you know she's your responsibility till she's wed. Yes, ma'am. Now you better scrub up and pray your father can convince the lieutenant to stay for dinner. Otherwise, we may be moving again. Yes, ma'am. You liar! It worked out, didn't it? My hero, Preston. Oh, you must take care of your baby sister. I get first bath. Race you for it. <laughs> and next time, I'm the pirate captain. Then she started missing things, forgetting to come for dinner at all, getting lost 
in our own backyard. My sister turned from an open book to a locked jaw. There was so much inside her still, but it was compressed, jammed up, unable to get out. She became afraid of swimming. Can you believe that? I never saw her afraid of anything. You saw her three times a week! Okay, look, just- You didn't have to hold her at night! Tell her there were no worms crawling in the ceiling or that her parents were in fact still dead! You never saw her at all! The girl you met wasn't even her! Okay, just calm down. So you're right. You didn't take her from me. Her sickness did that long before you could. But you made sure I didn't get to say goodbye to the sister I knew. Preston, I did what she asked me to do. She could have asked me! I'm sure she did. I hope you rot, Lockie McGregor. Preston. I hope the blood in your bones curdles and dissolves you from the inside. Get gun down, okay? Look, this isn't what she'd want. Well, apparently I don't know what she'd want. Good night, Lachlan. Say hi to Esther if you go that way. But somehow, I doubt it. No! The Secret of St. Kilda is a Haggis and Dragons production. This episode was created by Michael Ireland and Ross Lavery. Written by Naomi Clark and produced by Paddy Gillen. Our production assistant and transcriber was the irreplaceable Chloe Hendry. Sound design was by Tracy Barnett and the theme was by Shane Rutherford-Jones. Today, the narrator was played by the marvellous Alistair Stewart. Lockie was played by the charming Alan Bergen. We Mary was played by the cheeky Erica Sanderson. Preston was played by the upstanding Alexandri Oji. Esther was played by the delightful Maria Nello. Bessie was played by the groovy Sarah Golding. And Mrs. Laveau was played by the unstoppable Marguerite Kenner. You can support the show by leaving a review, following us on At The Kilda, or subscribing to our Ko-fi for extra behind-the-scenes goodies and ad-free versions of the show. Thank you, and we'll see you on St. Kilda. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. If you love actual plays D&D, Hades, or Greek mythology and improv, be sure to check out Rogue Runners Volume 1 in the Blood to follow the adventures of Alexander the Great, King of Macedon, and Drunk Paladin. Oh, sorry. I guess now I'm Alexander the Grump. Rolf, part-time sorcerer, full-time boomer. Is it a sex thing? It was a sex thing! Arete, stealthy rogue and even thirstier mobster. Mm, have you bathed and brought to my tent? And Annie, legendary bard and chocolate milk fanatic. <laughs>
Together, these four wretched shades will battle their way out of hell for another chance at life, with a little help and hindrance from gods and monsters alike. Word of advice when you're opening up these things, you're supposed to say, Olympus, I accept this message, in some really serious voice. Take your place among the living again. Your tactics are adept, if too elegant for my tastes. My dear, saying no is never a crime. <laughs> you hit like a Philistine. You're not getting out of here alive, wretches. A pinky promise? A double pinky promise. When you die, you'll have to tell me all about it. Rogue Runners, an actual play audio drama made during the pandemic, all while maintaining proper social distancing. And I'll follow at a six-foot distance. How about a five-foot distance for D&D purposes? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs>